0: Welcome, man, one, Welcome all, to a very special uh, Sunday edition of Modern Day Atheism, featuring myself, Mr. Atheist, and my dear, dear friend, Kyle Curtis. Uh, how, how are you doing? It's been a while, man. Fantastic.
1: What about yeah. yourself? I've missed you. Yeah,
0: it's been, uh, it's been forever. So last week, I think I was sick, and I canceled. And mm-hmm. then the week prior, I think you were sick. I was. I uh, was. I don't remember if I went on with somebody else, and uh it, we 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 didn't get sick from each other i mean, or maybe we did y'all y'all figure that out in the comments uh and uh but yeah it's been uh I, were were we together the week prior? Have we been together in august at all
1: I think we yes, yes we have okay um we did what did we do We talked about yeah. somebody, yeah. That,
0: that That's par for the course. We are today going to be taking your voicemails. Good to see everybody. Big long weekend I had here. That's why we didn't have a Friday live show. Uh, lots of really interesting stuff coming up in this week's episodes of Dear Mr. Atheist, uh, including uh, some video I took confronting a street preacher that was standing outside of an anime convention and calling out all of the uh, uh, people in costumes for their being I just lots of things. The, the, the like some of the stuff he said was so silly. I'll talk about it more in, later in the week though. We don't, we don't have to go to deep depth about it now.
1: Now they're jumping to anime
0: conventions. Oh, this guy actually. Uh, so I posted a picture on Instagram of him and I uh, talking. Cause I was, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of antagonistic. Uh, but so, I will leave if if there's street preachers, which in downtown Denver, it happens all the time. If there's just street preachers like standing out, sharing some story or they're playing Christian music or whatever else, that's fine. But when you actually start like you guys need to repent so you don't go to hell, being transgender is a sin, being gay is a sin, being and this is what he was doing. He was calling out individuals. At that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to get. But anyway, this guy apparently like does this all over the town and uh at least one of the people in the comments on my on the photo on instagram said uh that they've seen him where did they say that he takes the light rail which is the train that goes around denver uh that he takes Mm -hmm. the light rail and yells about abortions on there so yeah it it's the whole thing's just kind of bananas
1: sounds like a a hell of a good time to me
0: you know i uh I can't say, he he wasn't, here's the thing, and I don't wanna like give away too much, but the guy was not ready to be challenged at all. Uh, uh, So the recordings I did, I had like a couple minutes of me just standing uncomfortably close to him with a big smile on my face, holding the phone. And uh, And then I actually confronted him and it was only like a 60 second interaction before he walked away and was just like, called me a Pharisee and shit. Uh, are you so, gonna?
1: Are you gonna cut in those action shots like from anime cartoons, like between you two? Hell yeah! Where it yeah, yeah, goes to the, like the the burst yeah. background and. That'd be Wait, awesome.
0: see, see, he had he had a machine gun and I, no, but I Naruto ran and none of his bullets hit me. I was moving too fast.
1: I have no idea what that means, but I, I'm assuming that's good because you're here, so you survived so, that.
0: If if I don't know if you've seen the uh, Area Fifty One raid that's supposed to be happening, are you familiar with this? I am not. Okay, so for I don't know how because millions of people have on Facebook said that they're going, but basically there's this Facebook event that goes on in September twentieth, and millions of people aren't actually going to show up, but it looks like a lot are. And in the fact, they're getting ready to uh, uh, declare a state of emergency in the area um, to be ready for it. Uh, it looks like it might turn into a festival, but the whole thing is that they're going to storm Area 51 and like the the thing was called, like, let's storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. And in the description, they say uh, that they'll Naruto run. That way they're running so fast they can just dodge all the bullets. And Naruto running comes from this cartoon called Naruto and it's these ninjas of an anime, Mm -hmm. I guess I should say, people are going to be, but, uh, and they kind of, when they run, their head is leaned forward, and their hands kind of drag back behind them. And so Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's what Naruto running is.
1: Please, if there is a god up there, please let this happen. Please let all of these people lean their head forward, and stick their hands behind their back, and go running towards Area 51. I can't (laughs) wait to see the results of that
0: if all three million people show up they're gonna have you know that's gonna be uh that's gonna be tough they i I, I love the tagline on it it actually says let's see them aliens also yeah it's just
1: well here's the thing though if okay let's say that there 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 is something at area 51 that is alien-like or it that they've been hiding from us they've announced this months in advance do you not do you think that they're still going to be lying around when they get there um
0: so actually yeah the so the guy who originally made the event has already come and said like this is uh uh this is a joke event I'm not responsible essentially if you die uh and the the joke event it looks like it's going to turn into a nearby festival. I don't think people are actually going to try to break in but you get enough people in in the same area one of them's going to be stupid enough to try I, I think. I mean that's That's
1: what I... We can can only hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see them aliens. Um, You had a subject you wanted to talk about before we get into voicemails.
1: Well, um, so I was... I spent um, several days up until this morning with uh, my boyfriend Ben in Charlotte. And right by his house, there's a a Popeye's chicken. And for the past three days, there has been literally like a quarter-mile-long line trying to get into popeyes and you know the first couple of times you're like well wow, that's that's weird and but after the the second or third day i was like something's up like something's going on at popeyes because this has been a constant thing so i google uh popeyes and i hit the little news option just to see what's going on and apparently This is happening all across the country, and there is a looming. This was the. This was the words of the article: a looming chicken sandwich shortage faces America.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, they're all just made of breast, right? Yes. So there's. I mean,
1: yeah. There's really nothing to. There's really nothing um, to like discuss here. I just think it's funny that. There are several different articles on the Internet things, right now yeah. talking about a yep. a looming chicken sandwich shortage at Popeyes.
0: Well, and it, so it started because uh, almost like the, the way the um, Szechuan sauce spread across social media, though this wasn't plugged by Rick and Morty, uh, uh, no. that that. It was basically so the new Popeye sandwich is supposedly better than all of the other chicken sandwiches that people yep. famously eat. So you've got obviously Wendy's, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A which was always uh, one of those. It'd be nice if it is better than Chick-fil-A because now people won't have to negotiate their morals by getting a chicken sandwich. That'll be. That's
1: what everybody says online. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's saying that it beats, uh, it beats Chick-fil-A's. Well wow.
0: so. I'm looking right now and apparently Quavo is selling Popeye's chicken sandwiches for a thousand dollars each.
1: We are so fucking stupid in this country.
0: Listen, here's the thing. Like, while I believe in balancing capitalism with socialism, uh, I am not a full on, full out socialist. I don't I don't want to turn over the means of production to the government, which is the literal definition of socialism. However, when I read a title like Quavo is selling Popeye's chicken sandwiches for a thousand dollars each, I'm ready to go full communist because capitalism has failed. Like I'm
1: out. This is, you know, that there's somebody's going to buy that too. Like, you know, that's going to be something that of somebody, course,
0: they're not, they're not selling it for a price that can't meet demand. Like, I, it's, it's the, yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> we have yeah. gotten, we have gotten two like, um, if you have a thousand dollars to spend on a chicken sandwich, that probably in a week you're going to be able to get it any Popeyes. Something's like you're the you're the type of person that doesn't need an extra thousand dollars.
0: Right. Well, yeah, yeah. You're you're the one Andrew Yang should leave behind if he becomes president. Like, yeah. Everyone in the country gets everyone in the country gets the thousand dollar a month freedom dividend except that guy.
1: Right. I the, agree. The,
0: yeah. All right. Oh. I think. I think, that's, I think that's totally fair. Shall we jump into some of these uh, voicemails and start maybe being somewhat productive? And then don't forget everyone, uh, do it. It, anyone who super chats throughout the show, at the end of the show, we will read them out. So if you have a question or, or a comment or something you just want to be read on air, obviously within reason, we're, we're not going to... Uh, uh, we'll read most things, but things that are inadvertently offensive. Uh, none of that. So uh, you have that method, but otherwise we are going to head to the voicemail box now, and uh, that's that's where we're beginning. You ready for this? Y'all ready I'm for certain. this? <laughs> <makes noise> <Get makes noise> it. All right, here we go.
1: Hi, my name is Embry. I was wondering what you think about the upcoming G7 Summit and... What you think is going to happen? How much trouble Trump is going to get all of us in, or if he'll actually maybe behave himself? If the other leaders will be like, "Hey, you know, he's an idiot. Let's just let's just ignore what he's saying. It doesn't represent," or
0: you know, just just other stuff about the G7. What what you think is going to happen?
1: I have um, a very quick answer to this. If you want me to go yeah. ahead and then you we can. We're.
0: We're Uh, probably going to jump to atheism stuff pretty fast, so we'll keep the uh, political stuff short.
1: Yeah. Um, Yes, Trump will get – Trump say something stupid. Um, No, I don't think that they're going to, like, be standoffish because there's a lot of people in that G7 now. Like, you have – what's the guy's name from England now? The Prime Minister Boris Boris Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he's just like a Trump, um, so they're gonna be really good buddies, but uh, other than that, it's just a group of assholes sitting around talking about shit that should be done but is never gonna get done.
0: Right. I mean, uh, I believe it's already started, by the way. Like I, I think today, uh, Sunday is the official first day, but they had, I mean, Trump's been there a couple of days. He's been on the attack of people, but then taking it all back. He's been doing his he, Trump. Trump never misses an opportunity to do and say stupid things, and so he's been destabilizing our economies by trying to vamp up this this uh, uh, trade war with China. And yeah, I mean, I, I yes, more stupid things are going to happen. Like that's that's just a given with with the kind of man he is. Absolutely.
1: Hi. Uh, I was wondering if you listen to any podcasts. My personal favorite are My Brother, My Brother, and Me and The Adventure Zone. They're really good, and I recommend them. Bye. Do you
0: listen to any podcasts?
1: I do. Um, I love hardcore history. I think that it's It's different, unique, and they actually make, for people who, I find history fascinating either way, you know, if it's just people talking about, like, what actually happened, or people that have, like, sort of an interesting spin on how they um, portray it, but hardcore history is phenomenal, especially if you're somebody that doesn't or gets bored by just the standard, this is what happened in X and X year, you'll love hardcore history.
0: Yeah, I I don't podcast much, uh, so... I kind of do audiobooks more. Uh, in the past, there were podcasts that I used to listen to, but they were mostly like tech nerdy podcasts. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, I mean, years ago, I I listened to podcasts that I definitely wouldn't plug today because I was such a little fucking edgelord. But um, then I Give used us to one. listen to the nerdest one. Uh, no, because it'll just infuriate you anyway. Let's just move on to the next one. But I, So the, the honest answer is I'm not much of a podcast listener.
1: Hey, Jimmy, I've recently been outed to some people that I really didn't want to be to, and I was wondering if you had any advice on the matter. Anyway, love your show. What would you say? Um, that's a tricky one. To somebody yeah. that she didn't want to know, um, obviously that sucks, and that's a shitty person that, that did that to you. Uh, but yeah. I think that you should... Uh, From this point on, not give anyone else that opportunity, and embrace who you are, and be proud of who you are, and cut out anybody that you think would have a problem with you explaining, or or telling, or revealing your true self to.
0: Right. Um, So... Uh, A few things. First of all, I'm not positive anymore with all the topics that we cover here, I'm not positive which outing you mean. I'm going to assume you mean out of the closet in the more traditional sense, that you have a sexual orientation that is non-hetero. But obviously, it could have been uh, we talk about coming out also for people who are gender queer uh, they they come out uh, and then also people who come out as atheists. in the case of all three, I would say that the best advice I have for most people trying to have conversations with anybody uh, who doesn 't understand is have it with a mediator don 't just do it by yourself because. People, when you're in that situation where it's just you versus them, and now you're just trying to tell, they take that as permission and license to. Basically grill you and and cross examine you on what your identity is and whether or not it 's valid, but they under people understand when they 're kind of being audited by a third party that that is not actually any way to socially behave and the fact that a person uh, uh, might get nervous or angry or upset or whatever else doesn 't actually invalidate their identity so it 's good to have a moderator, especially if you know it to be a moderator who um, uh, is uh, somebody that the person already respects, uh, so somebody in the middle, somebody who also understands the situation and uh, and can help with um, explaining everything mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that 's the best advice I can give there uh, and just so everyone knows the 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 actual these voicemails are we close uh, i only I only usually open the voicemail box for like half an hour because there's no way we can even get through all of the ones that come in during that half hour. So, uh, for people who are saying that they can't call in now, um, that's why.
1: Hey Jimmy. Uh, so my little brother is now, just came out to me as uh, my little sister now, and
0: my parents aren't very accepted about that. How do I support her and what should I do to help in any way I can? All right. Thanks for the advice. Bye um Mm -hmm. first so the first bit and i know it's not something you did with malice and i'm not trying to give this to you as like a correction or anything like that but don't ever say the sentence my little brother just came out as my little sister again you say my little sister just came out as trans it'll it'll be the smallest little change but those little changes mean the world to people who are trans uh that people are actually trying to respect that but I, again i know you weren't doing it to be disrespectful it sounds like this is something that just happened this isn't me attacking you like how dare you uh it is it is literally just me saying making that little adjustment will i i think mean a lot to uh to your sister uh and then the same thing uh that i gave for the last voicemail which is the mediated conversations because again the and this is this is a thing that like, I, a lot of people get kind of upset at me when I say this and I've said it a couple of times now and I get email follow-ups and comment follow-ups from parents and children alike. Almost always, and often even when they don't think it is the case, parents do not conceive that, or, uh, conceive is the f- not the right word to use there. It, it does work, but obviously it's, it, it doesn't, <laughs> it could be taken to something else. Parents do not conceptualize, not quite as good a word. Uh, uh, parents don't perceive that's probably the best one parents don't perceive their children as equals especially when there is some kind of conflict and they believe they know what is right for for the child uh and this often goes into their now i'm not saying that parents should always uh, uh, or or that there aren't specific things that they should understand uh, uh, that some level of life and experience has brought to them, um, has brought to them wisdom. I guess the wisdom that comes with age. But it'll be a topic like being transgender that a parent immediately thinks because I am the parent, I know more about every subject. I am, uh, uh, I am the superior intellectual being here. I tell you what's right, that kind of, they they often feel they're in that position. Um, uh, when you're, when you are trying to have those conversations with your parents, trying to get them to respect that you might know a lot more about, for example, being transgender than they do, but because they won't come outside of that box of what they can conceptualize, uh, you're going to have a hard time Getting through to them at all as yourselves, especially as their children. I, I am positive that if all seven of my, uh, uh, or all six of my biological siblings and the other six of my adopted siblings, I have 12 siblings for people who don't know, if we all approached my dad and said, You are wrong about this, my dad would still have no problem in dismissing all 13 of us if he thought, uh, uh, if he was sure he was right so um mediation Mm -hmm. especially with somebody they respect maybe a school counselor or something else uh and and make sure that you are um vocal uh and and that you stick up for your sister because that that'll mean a lot as well um -hmm. that's what i was gonna say too
1: yeah Uh, i was just gonna say the the best thing that you can do is be there for her and because the I've learned one thing about trying to, what we want to do when we, when we know something is inherently r- the right way, and knowing that either discriminating or uh, you know being mean or not accepting to others who are different than us, it's really hard because people are so rooted in wherever that comes from to change their mind. So the best thing that you can do is turn towards either yourself or the person that you're trying to support and focus more on that support to them or you know being happy with yourself and who you are rather than worrying about the other side the the side that is re- reluctant to change their mind you just have to focus on the the positive and cut out the negative other than yeah. that i think what said is perfect
0: yeah um i think uh I think what you said was perfect, but part of partly because you said what I said was perfect. And so it's just a never ending loop of, of what everyone said perfect was perfect. Mm hmm.
1: Hey, Jimmy, I really only had two questions. I was wondering what your opinion on they, them pronouns are. And if you had any um, advice for coming out as non-binary to family and friends. Thanks. Cool. I love you. advice. That's our first question.
0: Uh, and I think it's their first question from context. They wanted to know what uh, our opinions on they, them pronouns are and uh, some advice on coming out as non-binary to oh, parents. Okay. Uh, I gotcha. have been extremely vocal for a long time. In fact, when my channel was blowing up, my instinct was to make a video to try and ruin that uh, because I know that in a lot of communities, it is not popular to uh, be vocally trans supportive, especially for non-binary identities. uh, That gets even more hate. I've been very, very vocally uh, supportive of non-binary trans identities uh, and the use of they-them pronouns. I was one of those little douchebags that were the first person I I, uh, met that wanted to be called they-them. I made a whole thing about that just feels grammatically incorrect because I was woefully undereducated about the fact that we've been using a singular they them since the 14th century uh... and I uh... eventually did correct but at the time I I did the whole like I'll just use your name instead of pronouns which immediately becomes extremely extremely awkward um... but uh... Uh, yes, I. not even just they, them pronouns, I generally think if you care about people and they tell you that they have a set of pronouns that are non-typical uh, to what you would do, that if you care about people, you will use what makes them comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Uh, my philosophy behind it is, it's a small thing that I can do to make someone feel comfortable with who they are. And, and as somebody that for the longest time was in the closet and Pretending to be somebody that I wasn't when I wasn't out—I know that sort of that sort of struggle. So me s- using a pronoun that somebody wants to be um, referred to as is a very small thing. I don't think it's a big issue. I don't see the um, I don't see the the harm in doing it. Just don't be an asshole. You know, if you if you yep. don't want to be an asshole, you'll you'll do that because it's not a huge thing. Like it's it it, it takes not a lot of sacrifice to just alter a word
0: Yep, and we i mean we do all kinds of stuff like learning people's names and uh... the as far as we modify our language to people's identities all the time it's the the reluctance to use things like they them uh... uh first of all does not have the grammatical basis that people like to very arrogantly claim uh... that that that's grammatically incorrect there they are just frankly wrong and like the way I just used it in a sentence, which wouldn't have seemed out of place at all, because I didn't identify the gender of the individual I was talking about. I said they are, frankly, wrong, uh, and it didn't stick so out of is, place. This is, this is forever. Go ahead.
1: So is ain't, but uh, you don't see people, you know, getting in all up in arms about people who, you know, use the word ain't. I mean, it's just a, it's a word. It's a noise that we make with our mouth.
0: But the difference is that they them, I don't know if you're saying ain't is grammatically incorrect, but nobody's upset, but they them isn't grammatically incorrect. That's that's a made up argument, which, yes, it is true that the word they and them, especially when you're first taught them in school, you're taught them as, uh, uh, or at least you know the word they and them before that, but you are taught that they is the, uh, uh, the plural form, uh, but... It, again, we've been using it in a singular form to, to generally identify people without identifying their gender since the 14th century. And so, it, not only is it uh, something that non-binary people often like to use, I generally like to use they, them all the time because they, them covers everybody. If, if, you, are, uh, if you are assigned male at birth, a cis or not, uh, or, or rather, if you are cis assigned male at birth, Therefore, you usually would have the pronouns he and him. Your pronouns are also they and them. It's not, and that's not making you non-binary. They and them are non-binary pronouns because they identify anyone without gendering them. Uh, I think a lot of people see non-binary often and non-binary pronouns and think that we're saying they for non-binary the same way he is said for cis male uh... or trans male or male in general um, and that's that's actually not the case there are non-binary pronouns things like zeer and veer and tear uh... that that uh... exist as specific non-binary pronouns but they and them is a non-binary pronoun in that it applies to everybody so there you all go uh... uh that is that is uh... that's that's the story behind they and them as far as coming out as non-binary that's going to be tough Uh, again I'm gonna keep saying it mediation because a lot of people don't even understand the concept and most people can't get over the idea of of there being more uh, gender identities than just the just the two that that they're familiar with
1: Hi, uh, mr. Atheist it's Levi I was just curious if you would ever delve more into uh, Judaism your thoughts on that and the pretty large culture there thanks
0: Judaism is such a broad term. Uh there's so many types of Jews. There's atheist types of Jews. There's a, there's versions of Judaism that's secular. If you're talking about like orthodox Judaism, uh uh they seem to have very harmful toward uh women uh beliefs and in general I I know that i I get emails all the time from people who um have difficulty with uh, their Jewish congregations not accepting queer identities, but there are types of Judaism that do. So it's uh, unfor- the term Judaism now can mean so many things, and, and beyond even just religion, saying somebody is uh, Jewish doesn't necessarily mean that they practice any religion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I, me personally, I've, I've never met any, um, just on a personal note, never met anyone um, who has been. Jewish that had or held any beliefs I felt were harmful or they were very open and accepting so um to me it seems for the most part in my interactions anyway they're they're a lot more open-minded than your fundamentalist Christians
0: it depends on the branch uh, I've definitely met I've definitely met versions of Judaism that are extremely harmful and while I yeah. don't know this for a fact because I haven't uh, gone into the uh, uh, I haven't actually looked into which version he is, uh, I'm going to guess that Ben Shapiro's version isn't great. I'm just going to guess. That's a,
1: that's, a very good, that's a very good example, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And think yeah. about yeah. Um Hi, I'm a big fan of the show, and I watch it every weekend. I just go off and binge. Anyway, I was wondering, what are some of your favorite snacks? I know it's not religion, but it's very important. Uh, keep up the good work. Favorite what?
0: Uh, favorite snacks.
1: Snacks. Yeah. Oh boy. I, oh, everybody knows mine. Right.
0: So I have to. I have to speak to what my favorite snacks are when I'm not dieting. I am on a diet right now. Uh, if you guys go back, like uh, seven weeks or so. Hopefully you can tell the difference because I was 25 pounds heavier seven weeks ago. As of this morning, I'm down 25 pounds, which is actually bizarre because in the same week I had, I, I lost five pounds just this week, uh, which was more than weeks past despite the dieting and exercising, not changing much though. In the last three days, I walked the equivalent of 35 miles with all the, uh, stuff I was doing, uh, down in, uh downtown Denver. Um so that, that's why I had a little bit of a boost there. But yeah, I uh I am currently dieting and that is including uh, it's less dieting and it's more switching to eating healthy, but there is some level of dieting because I do track how much I eat. Um uh well I, I track certain foods, how much I eat. Fruits and vegetables I don't track at all. Um certain, most fruits and vegetables. Uh there are certain ones that you still have to. Anyway, I uh when I'm not so here's here's the the funny thing about it is I want to give you the snack foods I really liked before, but right now kind of make me sick to think about. Cause if I right, I, I've been eating healthy long enough that now when I try and do a cheat day, I'll eat something like pizza and I just am so sick. And now it, it's just not appealing. Um, so I guess I'll give both answers. Uh, right now my favorite snack is grapes, but that's boring. Uh, so uh, when I wasn't dieting, I love zebra cakes. I think zebra cakes are one of the most delicious desserts ever invented. I especially love them when you can taste that they were made within the last day or two, like that they got out there fresh. After a few days, especially when like how greasy they are kind of seeps in and they start to taste more like preservatives than cakes, uh, which I don't even think they, I, I, I don't know how processed they are. They're probably pretty processed. Uh, but I loved, 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 loved zebra cakes. I I, I think I think even now I, I, I would be at least a little tempted, but I'm sure they would make me very sick.
1: I have a suggestion to liven up your grapes. And yeah. when you try this, it's going to, I promise you, it'll be the greatest thing that you've ever eaten. If you take grapes and wash them off so that they're still a little damp on the outside and you roll them in sparkling jello, you know, Jello has that brand like the, the cherry or um, whatever, roll them in the sparkling jello. Fantastic.
0: I feel that would add a significant amount of sugar to them, which is something I would be trying to avoid.
1: I call them healthy Sour Patch Kids.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're actually healthy. <laughs> I, I, think you're, I think you're. Um, That's a relative term. Just imagine making your like tray of Jello. I, I, don't know what you make Jello in actually, because I don't, I can't stand Jello. I, when I, in my years of life, I've had to spend enough time in the hospital that I hate Jello now. Um, the uh, uh, but just imagine reversing it and putting grapes in jello. Do you think that would make the jello healthy?
1: Um, yeah, well, yeah, yes, because when you think about like if you're eating a tray of jello, that's you're making the whole box literally. When you do this with grapes, you're literally just rolling them and getting a, like a really fine coating on the outside of it, so you don't even use like an, a sixteenth of a pack,
0: okay? Yeah, I mean, it's still. You're still just adding sugar to it, basically. Mm-hmm. If, so if I eat grapes, I can eat as many grapes as I want, and I don't have to pull up my application and track it or anything. Uh, it, it, unlimited and and no no repercussions. If I add the Jello to it, I would have to give up because uh, the whole way this diet I'm on works is it's basically turns food into points, and you have a budget of points, and uh, I'd have to give up something to have. To have the 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 jello grapes, but you know, I might try it one day, maybe when I'm not dieting.
1: I think compared to a compared to a zebra cake, you would win on the grapes.
0: I love zebra cakes are just delicious, though. I actually they like are. a lot of Little Debbie's honey buns. Oh, so good! So Christmas good. tree cakes. Yep, very good. Uh, I love the oatmeal pies with the cream on the inside. Um, the small ones, because the ratio of cream to to the cakey cookie thing is way better on the small ones than on the big ones. Fight me. Anybody. Fight me.
1: I agree with that. Yep. Oh, hey, they have sugar-free jello. There you go.
0: Oh, well, uh, my guess is it still has artificial sweetener, which I have a uh, migrainal sensitivity to. I'm not good with uh, things like aspartame or NutraSweet. Also, and it's probably because they give me migraines, uh, I'm, like, hyper aware of their flavor. So when I... People all the time about. Like, oh, you should try this soda. It, you can't even taste that at diet. I promise I can every time. If it's made with aspartame or really most Nutra Sweets uh, or, or uh, artificial sweeteners, I definitely can taste. Uh, let's try this one. Hey, Mr. Atheist.
1: How much have you had to deal with the feeling of being alone, and how do you push through that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to oh, let you go first because I got some things it's, to say.
1: It sounded kind of like um, broken up on my end. Can you okay. repeat the question?
0: Uh, how much have you had to deal with feeling alone and how do you push through that?
1: Um, well, I actually dealt with that feeling because when I was sent to uh, prison about, it's been about five years ago now, um, when you get there and you get in your cell and that door locks behind you um, Number one that's the loudest sound that you ever hear, but it's also like the most isolated and the loneliest that you've ever Ever I, that I've ever felt um, so For an entire year. I had that feeling And what I did with it was used it to get acquainted with who I was and be comfortable in my own skin because Prior to that, I wasn't out either as an atheist or being gay. And I really used that time to sort of sure myself up. Now, it, in terms of like another scenario where you're alone out in the, um, out in the world, sometimes to me, I appreciate those moments. And um, I think that when you have time to yourself, you can really sort of think and reflect on the things that you need to do, it's all about like your mindset in my opinion if you recognize that there are points in your life where you are lonely or you feel like you know there's not a lot going on socially use that time to do something with yourself like learn something that you've always wanted like uh, research things use that time in a positive way instead of concentrating on the fact that the loneliness is there because by doing that you could if you like let's say you wanted to check out a different hobby there might be people you connect with that are doing that same thing and by pushing yourself to get outside of your comfort zone you can meet and interact with people who have the same interests that you do so for me it's all about your mindset and not getting trying your best not to feel blue because that just it's like a avalanche. It just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs, and you get stuck in a rut. So use it for something that um, is positive for you, and the rest will come. Yeah,
0: I. Uh, uh, so one thing that I um, lament, I wish there was a better word because I, I think a lot of people will categorize it as depression, some people will categorize it as anxiety of a type, some people for for myself I usually uh, categorize it as abandonment issues, Um, but I experience loneliness on a deep emotional and chronic level uh, frequently and the funniest thing is the times that i get it the worst where it feels the worst and i feel the most despair and i feel the most self-loathing is when i'm surrounded by people uh and that is that has actually been the experience of the weekend uh i came from i think i've mentioned to a lot of people and maybe even on twitter uh i think i mentioned somewhere on social media that this was a really stressful weekend and it was it was an extremely stressful weekend uh there now there were parts of it that were um really difficult. Uh, One of them being that amongst the weekend's activities, I went to uh, that anime convention. I actually, I don't watch that much anime myself, but a lot of my friends are cosplayers from my photography days and I wanted to see the people. But the specific convention I went to, uh, two years ago, after getting what was very, very difficult medical news with a significant other, uh, uh, it was medical news of mine, Uh, But my significant other was a part of this uh, finding out about a month later, we went to this convention and it there's there's a whole lot more to the story. But the end of the story is that this convention is now in my brain, the place where the the worst heartbreak I have ever gone through uh, was at. And I actually the funny thing is leading into this uh, this convention, I didn't think about it much. Uh, I mean, I generally knew and I think I'd made a joke about it. And then I ended up in the physical location where our breakup happened and um, and it just kind of hit me like a waterfall. Um, I'm trying to think if that timeline is correct though. If it was, t- yeah, it would have been roughly two years ago if my channel is a year and a half old. Yeah, um, or a year and eight months, I guess. I think it was a little more than two years ago because I think they used all the convention in September. Uh, and so um, I also lately, basically... I had to get through some medical stuff and uh, very serious stuff, and it was difficult to get to. Um, my first day of... Uh, I, I don't want to go into hard details, be- and, and the main reason why I know a lot of people have asked why, why I don't. There are a large number of people in my life, in both my family and amongst my friends, who all they really know about that time period was that I kind of just disappeared uh, because I was going through something that was tough. And basically, I was in the clear uh, the first day the when you see the first ep, if you ever go back and you watch the first episode of, uh, of Dear Mr. Atheist, that episode is actually, was actually released. It was filmed a few days prior. It was released on the first day that I was quote unquote in the clear. Um, and so uh, dealing with that was, was really, really difficult. And it, And it actually exacerbated what I already have in abandonment issues because I, I feel that, um every individual in my life that uh whether it's family friends uh especially from the old days of mormonism the kind of people that you expect to unconditionally love you definitely only conditionally loved me Uh, and i even think that a number of them who still will use the phrase use it more out of because of the dna obligation and not because they've actually ever shown what Loving somebody is like uh, and so I have I have really really heavy abandonment issues, and uh, I as far as pushing through it I go to therapy and I will be going to therapy tomorrow because there was a lot of it this weekend And so uh, the, the if, if you have it really really bad. It's probably not something you should be trying to handle yourself. Now, I have insurance that covers it, and I know that that is a privilege that not everybody has. Uh, there are other online counseling tools and things that if you can talk to somebody, but yeah, I, um, uh, I, I saw my two best friends in the world this weekend and still spent most of the weekend feeling just like absolute shit about myself in that two-year period, by the way, since this uh, uh, breakup happened. Uh, I've only had very minor sexual encounters with people. I haven't had a, uh, the, the closest thing to a, a significant relationship was a long-distance relationship that happened earlier this year that because of the long-distance nature and other problems of mostly mine, <laughs> my own, uh, just didn't have any chance at, at working out. And so. Uh, essentially, like in, in that time period, I've isolated myself away and I threw myself at my work, uh, which is why this channel exists, because once I medically could uh, do stuff, I literally just started working and I work nonstop. Now, recently, as I've, I've mentioned before, I've been trying to stop doing that, stop isolating. A big reason why I decided to move my show from my house to a studio uh, is actually because I felt I was uh, my brain was deciding there's never really a reason to leave the house and so now even if I want to isolate and work I have to go and pass people because this is a building with lots of stuff in it I have to leave my house I have to pass people and it's been good for me uh, now that I am <clears throat> like I'd like doubled my workload with this other channel that I'm putting out daily um, I uh now that I'm doing that I dedicate or I'm committed to taking Saturdays off which is why I moved the live shows that were on Saturdays to Friday uh and trying to actually go and do stuff and be with people. So I'm actually in this like this hor- horrific position with the loneliness where I'm like I want to be less lonely and maybe I'd like to uh actually have a romantic relationship with somebody sometime but also because of the abandonment issues and all of the things that my brain does that says like no this can't work out because of this this can't work out because of this and youtube right now is honestly the biggest barrier to that not literally working but actually not i don't feel like i could be in a relationship with somebody who found me first on youtube uh and i don't think i could trust that relationship because there's that level of like Would you have, if we had met in a coffee shop, would this have happened? Would you still be as interested in me? And then there's like even that second barrier. If I go and I meet somebody just out and about, when you meet people at my age and people around my age, um, one of the first questions is what do you do for a living? So it's this weird, like it's this difficult thing where I feel like I need to, I I wouldn't feel confident in a relationship unless I felt a a significant amount of feelings coming, and then I was like, okay, by the way, I'm a YouTuber, so uh, anyway. Like I said, I had a ton to say on the matter. This is actually, I'm probably just trying to do a little bit of pre-therapy right now because it has been a tough weekend. I've been on a roller coaster of emotions uh, and I'm, I'm just happy to be back home. I'm excited to sleep in my bed tonight, get back to my routine that is comfortable, get back to work in the morning and just bust my ass uh and because i have a lot of uh, actually interesting things to cover this week but that's uh that's where i'm at uh on the loneliness stuff uh i guess i guess i just took a long time to tell you if you need to go to therapy
1: and you have many shoulders to lean on jimmy you can you can unload to us anytime
0: yeah which my brain literally knows is the case. It just has a hard time accepting it. It's, it just is like, uh, uh, when you have abandonment issues, it's, it's, you identify things like, um, you, you, you're in this constant state of feeling like nobody thinks about you unless they're prompted to. So like it, it, you're not on somebody's mind. And it it ruins your relationships too because you tend to be very affectionate. You want to make sure that that person like knows how much you care about them. And you rarely do you find somebody who reciprocates it. The biggest problem that I have is that the type of people who often find people with abandonment issues and are good at reciprocating in a way that excites them very much. Basically, uh, uh, what I'm going to say here is it seems like time and time again at some point i find out the person i i have fallen for has borderline personality disorder which uh i'm not saying as like if you have borderline i hate you or you're evil or anything like that not at all but i am saying abandonment issues with people with borderline would be like me as an ex-coke addict hanging out with people doing coke it's like you're it's gonna feel amazing and great and then we're just gonna destroy each other uh with bad expectations and all kinds of stuff so uh that's uh yeah that's that's i guess i had even more to say let's just jump on to the next voicemail
1: hi there i'm just wondering how you would be able to get out of the um religious conditioning that was put on you as a child like how to get out of that mindset of oh i'm gonna go ahead if i don't believe this sort of thing um i hope um, you understand what i'm trying to say bye thank you uh, oh that's easy yeah go ahead If you come to a point where you you realize that hell's not a thing or getting to that point, if you are starting to doubt, I think that doubt is probably the best thing in the world in most situations for people because it causes you to question a belief or a stance that you hold. And even if it's something that you know to be true, if you doubt it, all you're going to do is work your way or you're going to come back to the same point so it's not going to hurt you to doubt even things to the extreme point even things that you know to be true like absolutely so to me doubt i've said this many times doubt is a virtue and if you use that doubt and you you look at the things in the bible for example in the Old Testament, you never hear of a lake of fire. It's, it's referred to as Sheol, a place of... You're, it's just separation from God. The hellfire comes into play in the New Testament. So that begs a very simple question off the, off the bat. Where was this lake of fire in part one? Because it's not mentioned. Why all of a sudden is it mentioned in, um, in, in this next book? Adding up all of these things and... Following those breadcrumbs and trusting your instinct, doubting, searching for answers. Never stop asking questions. You will be, when you come out of it, when you come out of all of this following your, your gut and asking the questions, seeking the answers, you'll be fine with leaving that aspect out of your mind and moving on. You will. It won't be an issue. Just never stop asking questions and you will be just fine.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as the conditioning goes, I made a video that I'm just going to plug, I guess, a little bit. It's how I got over religious conditioning or something like that. Uh, if you type in religious conditioning in your um, or it might have been fear, religious fear. Uh, I'll find it real quick so I can give you the right title. Uh, but basically, it's it was an actual like exercise that you can do every time you see this thing come up where you're feeling that fear of hell or that impulse to pray and you know that it's unreasonable. Um, For me, unfortunately, I had a therapist that actually made that worse, uh, suggesting I pray when I go, because even when there's a little bit of separation, if something major happens in your life, your brain doesn't forget about that you believed at one point that this is something that, that helps. Uh, And so there are times where you will. Now, I haven't had that impulse since then, even with this medical thing that I was talking about happening a couple of years ago. uh, That was very serious. I haven't had anything. I I haven't had the urge to pray in in years now. But um, let's see how to get over religious guilt. I think it might have been called. Um, And uh, it's on. Yeah, uh, yeah, how I got over religious guilt and the and fear of burning in heck because I wanted to make sure I was playing YouTube's game. So if you type in burning in heck, I'm sure you'll find it, especially if you search directly on my channel. Uh, let's pop on to the next one.
1: Hey, Jimmy. Um, I just wanted to know, who is your favorite other atheist YouTuber? Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> All that. of uh, Now, I'm sure that this caller is absolutely lovely, but of all the questions that you, this is your opportunity to ask a question and have it an answered. You ask a an obvious answer. I mean, that's, there's an obvious answer to that. Jimmy, go ahead and tell them who your your favorite well, I, atheist YouTuber is.
0: Obviously, obviously, uh, obviously, it's Kyle. Uh, Kyle, what is that behind you to your left there? Could you just look at it? Telltale. Anyway, uh, no, you know what? It flew away. Oh, whatever it was. Oh. So oh.
1: yeah, I, when goes. I looked over there, it sounded. It looked like the wall said "Telltale."
0: I think it. Uh, that's what I think I saw. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, obviously, it's. Uh, Wait a obviously it's kinda... Are you
1: saying that Telltale is your favorite YouTube atheist or atheist you know, YouTuber?
0: Yeah, I mean, he and I. Uh, uh, if if I'm actually legitimately answering the question, uh, his is the content. So I, I, I try not to watch, the, the, and this is honestly why, I try not to watch any other atheist YouTubers, uh, and the main reason mm-hmm. is the same reason that George Carlin wouldn't uh, uh, listen to other comedians, and there are other people who have talked about this. I don't want to accidentally steal anything, so when, there's, when there is a topic, though, anytime. Something comes up and it could be from anybody. I have lots of friends across the community could be godless engineer could be on non sec It could be anywhere and there's a topic where I'm like, holy shit That sounds fascinating then I will jump in and if I decide I want to cover it, too I'll usually talk to the person uh, as well, but telltale I watch pretty much all of his stuff because he and I have It's interesting to con compare and contrast the similarities and the differences between our upbringings because we both came up in cults and mm. jehovah's witnesses and mormons are different cults and i'd even say his is was worse than mine but still there is such similarities and things and so uh yeah telltale well, and i uh Telltale's okay, my well, favorite
1: uh, well guys um it looks like next sunday you will it, you will, it will be jimmy and uh telltale
0: <laughs> you know uh, telltale, does, telltale literally is usually who fills in for you <laughs>
1: I I am not liking this <laughs> at all. I am not liking this at all. But obviously but what, Yes, I know. Yeah.
0: Kyle we, is we, like my but, best friend on YouTube. There if you're talking about who my best friend on YouTube is, Kyle, would Telltale yeah. like right. Right on his right on his coattails. Telltale and I play video games together.
1: So um so again going with a not obvious answer, um, I'm gonna say my answer would be destiny. Um, because I think that he has—he uh, just fascinates me. Um, even on the times where I disagree with him, uh, he is such a somebody that wants to discuss everything. It doesn't matter what the subject is; doesn't matter how taboo it is. He will sit there, even if it takes hours, and he dissects these arguments in a way that I just find fascinating. So, if you want to see somebody that, and if you like debates and discussions, and somebody that is very open to hearing the other side's ideas, and then intelligently responding, and not just turning into a complete um, clusterfuck. Definitely check out Destiny.
0: I've never heard about Destiny, so I will check out Destiny. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, I don't know who that is.
1: He's a huge. He's a huge uh, Twitcher. He's got like. I mean, I think he's he's close to seven hundred fifty thousand on Twitch. He's oh, got wow. like three hundred thousand on YouTube. But um, he's Hot damn. he's He's great. He's great. This
0: reminds me of when we used to do uh, Sunday Mass and I'd have three other guests on. And at the end, we would always end the show with by plugging another creator, which we have all decided not to do anymore because um, I'm not going to start any drama or plug any names, but I very much regret who was often the person I plugged. In fact, all <laughs> of us plugged at some point. And I just like, uh uh I I still haven't gotten the knife out of out of my back they thrust it in there. So uh but anyway, no uh no no, no worm out there. I guess oh, actually, I
1: had so many things that I want to say but I can't.
0: I know. We'll commiserate afterwards. Okay. Let's get a couple more in here and we'll try and make them quick.
1: Hi uh, Mr. Atheist, it's Levi. I was just curious if you would ever delve more into uh Judaism. Oh, I think
0: we did that one. Um, I even remember yes. the name Levi. Yeah.
1: Hey, Mr. Atheist. Uh, I was just wondering, what's your definition on spirituality? Since it's such an unclear subject. Thanks. Love your channel. Bye.
0: So there, are, there are people out there who think there's a secular version of spirituality, but certainly they're talking about some kind of cognitive tap into your subconscious and things of. Things like that. Uh, uh, I don't go for any of those, uh, and um, <laughs> I don't. I don't go for any. Sorry, I was just seeing some of the stuff happening in the live chat. Uh, uh, the. I don't go for any of the, I don't use spirituality in that way. The same thing with faith. I probably do use the colloquial version of faith from time to time, but if I'm engaging in stuff, I'm using the Hebrews 11 definition of faith, a hope for things uh, a hope for things, and a knowledge of things unseen. Knowing something is true that you couldn't possibly know is true. That's what faith is. Uh, so with spirituality, I tend to stick to this sort of uh, that you have you have a belief system that has at least some level of supernatural basis and that the knowledge of you think transcends humans' ability to uh, even grasp and certainly prove. Uh, That is what I would say is what I usually go with for spirituality. Mm. It's it's what I mean when I say it, anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. You don't—you want (laughs) to— Just go with no, that one? I mean, okay.
1: it's, it, yeah, I, I don't think that I, there's anything I could say that um, would would cover it any better than, than you just did. I feel exactly yeah. the same way. It's just one of those things that, you know, everybody's going to define it differently anyway. Right. You know, so. I, yeah,
0: I, I will you, say that I've had to correct myself. Like, if I uh, met someone on Tinder, which I, I've stopped Tindering. I just gave up on that whole life. I'd stop Tindering and oh, Grindering and all of them.
1: Jimmy. No, listen, I was I'm with you. I had the worst set of dates. I actually did a stream about it, uh, uh like I remember 3 it. months ago, yeah, um, I where I was yeah. off and, and and I showed like examples of like text like just it was I just had a bad experience and um I didn't think too much of it and me and Ben met off of Tinder and we didn't neither one of us like put any stock in it. It was just something we were going to do. We were going to meet up on a Saturday right. and um, i couldn 't be happier, it worked, yeah. like Tinder actually worked once
0: I got you yeah, and i I had a relationship a couple of years ago that started on Tinder, but the funniest thing is that uh, I find i don 't really get and i don 't really ever get matched, so it just you know whatever I get it it 's my personality, but uh, uh as far as i i have i've had to stop myself, and there were de- there's definitely a lot a, a good enough amount of time where I used someone saying that they were spiritual would turn me off just as much as them saying devout Mormon, and that was, I feel, wrong of me. I'm not necessarily saying that you have to change, like, if, if you just would prefer to be with an atheist than be with an atheist, but uh, I, I definitely, um, I had, I kind of, like, stopped being so f- fucking up my own ass, I guess, about, oh, no, they said spiritual. They must just be and then going off with all the, to tell you the truth, I was, I was being a little bit bigoted about the word. And now some of my favorite people in the world, uh, the mother of my soon-to-be child, just kidding, I'm not really going to confirm whether or not that's the case, but obviously God is gray, what? is not just spiritual, she's Christian. You didn't see the episode this week? God is gray is pregnant. And, uh, people no. are wondering if it's mine. And I'm going to keep letting people wonder. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> The, uh, 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 she and I talk about this, and we love the reading the comments after, too. But anyway, um, uh, I don't really remember where I was going. Oh, uh, she's not only spiritual, a she's a Christian. Uh, I think some of all of us are... I mean, Kyle, I know, likes him, too. And there's a, a huge number of us who really like uh, Ocean Keltoy, who is a, uh, a polytheist and certainly has has a spirituality. One of my favorite people in the friggin' world, and uh, yeah. so I've I I no longer. There was definitely a time in my life too where I'd be like, no, atheists mm-hmm. only, and unfortunately that actually caused some people to lie to me <laughs> about being atheists mm-hmm. um, because I I was I, open about that early on.
1: I was just talking about um, my my boyfriend. He's spiritual, and um, to me, th- it leads to a lot of very interesting conversations because you know when you're I think when you have the the mindset that people having different ideas than you doesn't like that doesn't intimidate me that doesn't um, it doesn't scare me it's not something that I run from or that I can't hear you actually wind up having really really insightful and interesting conversations if you open yourself up to that and not just shutting it down because somebody holds a different position um, than you. So I, I was in the same boat as you are up until yeah. recently.
0: I um I think they're good conversations to have too. And I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like when you care about somebody, you hope to talk them out of. The, for me, I would like, like I want them to, I want them to join me in what I feel is uh, no more or less than reality. Just like. This is what we for sure know exists, and, 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 and so, a number of, for me, It's if I dated anybody with any level of faith, I personally think that faith, even, even when people have faith in things that are good, and I'm talking about the Hebrews 11 type of faith, not confidence, uh, even when they have faith in things that ultimately lead them to do good, I think faith, because it has made good people do bad things so often shouldn't be a person's motivator in life ever and so i i would still tend to try and take it away
1: Gosh. well see for me like i i have to use my grandmother too in addition to um to ben but if you are somebody that has faith and you you or you you know you have a belief in god but you are not somebody that tries to Tell people who are different than you, you know what they can or can't do. You're not one of those people that you embrace. You embrace people who are different. You know you're open. You're looking to do the most good. um out yeah. of life, and you don't use your faith as a weapon or something to uh, judge other people by. I yeah. don't. I don't have an issue with it. Like to me, it's um, you know, like it's one of those things that I I can be completely comfortable with. I, I could never try to take away. You know my grandmother's faith because she's so like rooted in it. It's that's just her thing. That's her comfort. Um, but she doesn't use it as a weapon. She doesn't hold on to the things that inherently make religion evil. So to me, I'm looking to go after the people who use it as a weapon, who try to legislate yeah. from the the Bible, and who are trying to shove it down people's throats. Like to, right. there's so many of those that I you know I, I don't worry about the the ones who there, use it for good
0: there are so many people like that too that that should be our highest priority i will say that long term i i and i This this isn't implying that you feel the opposite for what you said, but I think that the kind of the argument of like uh, this person, this is what they like. They actually do need it. I think it's kind of a pessimistic view of humanity in general to suggest anyone actually needs it. And I would favor in the long term, once we get past all of the shitty people using God to like fuck over the world, I would still want to go. Maybe the grandmas would come last, but eventually I'd want to go for the grandmas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, that's not. I mean, like, I, I'm not. I'm not in any way pushing back on, on what you're saying. I, to me, it's just like there's so many other bigger, I guess, bigger fish to go after. To me, that I it's just not something. And everybody is different. It's just not something that I. It's not a like a, a desire that I have, or something that I uh that number one think is realistic in any way. Yeah. Uh, maybe you know, maybe a thousand years from now. It might be something that you have very few people who still hold on to any type of faith because advances in science, technology, that sort of thing. But for right now, there's just so many people that are using it for evil that um, the people who who are you know, doing good and they just have a belief in God, eh, live and let live.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. All right, let's grab a couple more here.
1: Hey, Mr. Atheist, love the show. Just
0: wondering, when do you think... Or, if it will happen, will the world ever switch to a more
1: globalistic government? Thank you.
0: Yeah, I think it'll happen because the world's always getting smaller. Mm. Um, I would say it will probably happen after we become a multi-planet species. I would be surprised if it happened in my life. But in the weird, like, to some degree we already have become a more global. Uh, I mean, we have things like the UN. You have these uh, smaller versions of that, like the G seven. Uh, you already have countries combining and and uh, uh, and, and sort of pairing up i think single unit leadership like having a president of earth would be a mistake but i also think that single unit leadership is a mistake for countries i don't i don't really favor having a president of the united states for example and not just because of the current i've 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 actually this is actually something i have consistently felt uh this is one of the few things from my youth i still feel today Uh, i don't uh, think a president of earth would be good and i don't particularly think single unit leadership for how just massive the world is and the fact that it is smaller and it's not as though uh uh, it's not as though you can't quickly source information from your constituents because we can literally send information at the speed of light now so uh i i don't favor um that kind of thing but i we already have a global world government and those powers are going to increase as time goes by it's just kind of inevitable especially if aliens ever attack that's less likely.
1: Well, we know that's not going to happen because of the, what, what was it, the Naruto runs that's going to be yeah. happening in September?
0: Yeah. We're going to be able We're to Naruto get run our way out of that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be fine.
1: Why do Christians constantly play the persecution card when the holy book literally says that non-believers will burn in hell for its eternity?
0: It's called deflection, reflection, and gaslighting. Deflecting because they don't want you to talk about uh, the things that they are doing. Reflecting because they are, in fact, abusive and they want to. Uh, so much like Trump does uh, uh, he, with his I'm the least racist person ever. You know who's racist? Al Sharpton. He, uh, he literally called Al Sharpton racist and called himself the least racist person of all time. Believe me. Um, uh, it's the same thing. You, reflect, uh, uh, you reflected out anything that's said about you, you say about others. So they're deflecting to get you off the subject, they're reflecting, and then they're gaslighting you so that in your consideration and playing on your guilt for the possibility that you are abusing people, you will start ignoring that they are abusing people. That is why persecution complex is so common because it helps for the individual who isn't a bad person, doesn't mean to be a bad person having persecution complex will still allow them to feel better about being such a bad person uh uh, because it it, for them it's not like they're thinking it out like okay let's deflect reflect and gaslight by the way i came up with that three-point thing on the fly that's not me quoting anybody so uh you're all welcome i mean i didn't come up with the concepts of deflection reflection and gaslighting but um yeah yeah, that's uh that's what it is it is a it is a distraction and it is to cover up how can you how how basically who's gonna call out they don't want you to call out their persecution and so they're gonna claim persecution that's that's it
1: mm-hmm agreed
0: all right agreed great that's right I'm yeah right,
1: the words word you know
0: the best words I have the I know words I have the best words, and I've got a big. do you remember when he said it this way? My big a brain <laughs> a
1: said, brain a brain <laughs> <laughs> a brain <laughs> We'll do
0: uh one more voicemail and then move over to super chats uh so don't forget if you want to have something read out on air, you can send in a super chat and we will uh, we will handle that post haste and, and answer those questions. Uh, same rules for the uh, voicemails and stuff. I know there are a lot of people who we've had a, a little mini-raid over in the live chat. People just trying to force their this one subject in. It's not going to work. My mods are the best.
1: Hi, Mr. Atheist. This is Kat. I was wondering, um, you talk about problematic um, religions a lot. Do you have any religions that you think are not problematic or doing um, better things than the ones that you showcase?
0: Um, good to talk to you. Bye. It's a, it, I kind of answered it earlier and it's a little bit complicated, but I don't think faith being the Hebrews eleventh type of faith is ever good for people. That said, obviously there is a scale, the NIFB and ISIS and yeah, I put them close together on purpose and Boko Haram and uh, uh, Al-Qaeda, and th- these, these organizations are obviously the worst versions of religion. That is religious fundamentalism and extremism. Then you get Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, fundamentalism essentially. Uh, then you get still levels of, of taking things too seriously, people voting on religious issues. Uh, uh, So basically, anytime people are using religion, faith in God, to inform their political decisions, to ignore what I would call humanistic instincts, um, those religions, all harmful. But some are even then still worse than others. From there... I actually I'm not going to go after and attack the people who aren't in that category because I'm actually hoping I don't think everybody is going to go certainly not straight from uh, uh, being a devout Roman Catholic straight to atheism and maybe never to atheism they, that may happen so I want the people that are there and obsessed and and and, um, and voting and and not doing well if if the best way to get them out of that and the way it affects other people's lives is for them to find a Christian like God is gray and say, actually she makes a lot more sense than what I, I was uh, raised with. I, I would be much, much happier. I'd be way happier in a world full of Christians that were like God is gray. Um, so yes, there is a gradient. Yes, there are levels of terrible. Uh, I specifically try to target those that the very minimum is, will this, could this belief inform a person to vote badly? this religious belief and that's that's pretty much my line of who I'm attacking and who I'm not um and not just could it because anything could but is it likely to uh and that's uh and then I also try not to I I I get a lot of uh, video suggestions I try not to go after people who don't have much of a platform yet because most of them won't ever get that platform and then they'll just go away by themselves because that's what most YouTube channels do anyway when people realize it's not easy Um, And so I will often uh, uh, ignore the ones where it's like, wow, look at this batshit person, but they only have like 40 subscribers, the only thing covering them can do is get them, immediately they're going to get subscribers from my channel, and it's not like I'm worried they're going to go, but the way the algorithm works, that's significant engagement, so based on the tags, they're going to start sending those out to more people, and they'll start to get more authentic subscribers, so it's... Yeah, I, I try to be careful with all that.
1: Yep. I, and I, I, I just – I'm going to go with what I said earlier. Um, to me, if you are someone that you have faith and you are a person that doesn't use it as a weapon or to try to discriminate against people who are different than you or try to in any way legislate from – Uh, whatever the the holy book is or the you know teachings of whatever deities that you have then to me i don't have an issue yeah i don't have an issue with it all
0: right shall we uh switch over to the super chats i know a lot of people are going to leave now because i said that but the conversations are often very fun there's going to be more questions It just won't be prompted by voicemails now uh and so uh, i encourage people to stay and anybody who has a question or a um a comment or that they want read out they want me to do an impression i don't care uh uh, then just throw it in a super chat and that's uh that's how we'll we'll proceed
1: well um i have one here and it is to do something that you just actually said okay Uh, this person wants an impression and they want it to be bugs bunny
0: so i don't do bugs bunny uh uh the people i usually do like frequently obviously i do a booth that that one didn't come out so good obviously i do stewie griffin though i I do like to warm up uh and then uh i do charlie day because his and my voice aren't that different anyway uh but bugs bunny uh let me think about because he it was a bit nasally so i was "Eh, what's up no i couldn't do a good one uh what's up doc no terrible i'd have to listen and the way i usually get impressions down is by watching stuff on repeat and repeating the line so i'll be watching rick and morty and i'll be you know you're a little you're you're a little asshole or morty i mean that's that's how i do it so i'll um, give you a
1: six on the the bugs bunny though i mean that's that's (laughs) not bad for being put on the spot
0: all right thanks i appreciate it uh akine says been sick for days you're all I have energy for, L O L. same though. I still have not gotten over whatever funk I went into like two weeks ago now. And it's uh, it's it's been somewhat congestion, but lots of diarrhea. Mm. Your turn. Lovely diarrhea. <laughs> that <laughs> this episode brought to you by our sponsor, diarrhea. Medium. Oh. oh, I was just going with yeah. All
1: right. Yeah. We were asking there, but that's
0: okay. That's okay, yeah. It's it okay, happens sometimes. Fine.
1: Trouble in Paradise. I'm, I'm sure Telltale will be a lot better next week.
0: <laughs> I knew, I knew it was gonna come. I knew it was coming. Go on, you're you're super. Chester. I'm sorry that I, I'm
1: sorry that I can't draw pretty pictures while I'm uh, while I'm talking. Is this what you want, Jimmy? Will this make you? Will this make you come back? If I just
0: he actually while I'm can draw, questions? by the way.
1: Draw pictures. I'm pretty while sure we're Telltale
0: would even say you draw better than him.
1: Now you're just trying to guilt me into accepting this. I, it will never happen. <laughs>
0: anyway go ahead your turn
1: Uh, that's the
0: one okay Uh, Mike Mick says red or blue Doritos blue huh do you like red or blue Doritos basically original or uh, Cool Ranch
1: oh I like the uh, the the bold uh, buffalo chicken wing and um, ranch ones they're thicker and crispier and they're outstanding
0: I think you broke the rules, but we'll let it slide. Uh, Kirstine Wilbur says, love your show and your beard. Super awesome. Well, I appreciate that. This is like just a – I have not put much into this today. Uh, 12B says, I started wearing my hair in a bun because of you. You know what made me really sad this weekend is a person whom I admire very much uh, with the goth aesthetic, which happens to be something I'm very attracted to, and I just would say I'm generally attracted to this person, told me in in impolite terms that they don't care for, uh, they call it man bun, I said rant bun. And it made me kind of sad because I was just thinking like, like you're goth, and people are going to dismiss you on that basis and uh just because you're goth you have a look that is atypical but it's something that you like even if it's not what the majority likes and i think that i feel bad when people fall for things that that society and culture does where they're like oh well if you're in a disenfranchised group uh which this isn't like significant disenfranchised. i'm not an oppressed minority by any means but people do use things like that it just makes me sad to see someone who's like Wait, so you have an aesthetic that you're comfortable with that you like and you enjoy, but people use it to dismiss you and you've weaponized that same concept against somebody else. It made me really sad. I'm going to I'm going to actually after this is over, I'm going to send them a a timestamp and I'm just going to be like, just so you know, this is how I felt about what you said about my bun. Anyway,
1: I love it. Do it in that <laughs> voice, that very voice right there.
0: This is what I just want you to know. <laughs> Uh, Paul Dixon no. says, "Do you have any tips on deconverting my Mormon family? Also, my brother is 11. Is this too early to deconvert him? Uh, it's never too early to deconvert somebody. But uh, the first thing I would do is you yourself need to read the CES letter uh, because that is it's it's a book of questions and and uh, reasons why the answers to the questions when they've been offered have been inadequate, and it is perhaps." Uh, While it was not what caused me to leave the church, it is probably the single most powerful thing in existence that is actively uh, uh, causing a leakage of membership for the Mormon Church. That's what I'll refer to it as. Mm -hmm. Uh, Victoria Eccleson says, Thank you for helping me deprogram my brain from religion. I'm now learning embracing my sexuality and gender expression because of you. I'm very, very glad to hear it, but I'm going to reject what you said. You did it because of you. I'm glad I played a part, but the credit is all yours. Uh, I, I I wanna make sure people know, that you, it's good to be proud of yourself, because you, honestly, the, you made the decisions that led to that. You put in the work. It really is a you thing. I'm just some voice. None of you even know for sure that I'm actually real. I guess a number of you a couple dozen of you met me this weekend, but that 's really it and and I could have made that up so uh, green oh. goddess you 're an amazing human sending love and peace your way. Thank you for not sending prayers. Uh, the dying atheist Jimmy, I love you, skinny or not buddy, just feel good about your body partly uh, party on my acquaintance i got to tell you all um, i 've talked about on my other channel specifically what diet i 'm doing and stuff and a lot of people seem to be very offended by the concept of me dieting. Uh, I am not going to suggest oh. that anybody else has to do it, but I am glad I'm doing it. And not just for the weight what? loss. It is, it is nice because I'm fitting in clothes that I used to not fit in. I think they were more bothered by which diet I'm doing, which is Weight Watchers. But, um, I feel, why? I, some people think it's a cult. Some people think that the, uh, uh, any expression of, uh, I, It would take too long to explain. But basically, the biggest thing for me is the diet that I'm on has taught me how to track and eat healthy. And while I still have my chronic illness, my good hours are better than ever. And I genuinely like how I feel. And, you know, just an interesting thing, I was diagnosed with GERD on top of everything else I have, which is uh, because I was having daily acid reflux. I've had one Tums in the last like month and a half, and I've only been on the diet for like a month and a half. Like it is that rapidly gotten rid of heartburn for me. Right. Tums are delicious because I like the smoothie ones. But anyway, I'm actually very, I'm Uh, uh, I came to the diet because I had put on quite a bit of weight and I was like this weight wasn't healthy I need to get into some better habits and the initial inspiration was for weight loss I'm staying sticking with it not looking for a different one staying on this one because I feel good about it And I feel healthy, so that is where I am with the diet, but I'm not saying anybody else has to diet or anything
1: So if Weight Watchers is a cult um, Will you guys have low-calorie Kool-Aid?
0: Yeah, (laughs) sugar-free Definitely. Um, it, it, there's more. And I don't want to make fun of the people who had bad experiences with Weight Watchers. But first of all, like, they talk about all the meetings and the and the pressure and all that stuff. I don't go to the meetings. I literally use an app on my phone. That is the extent of my use of Weight Watchers.
1: Oh, it just, it, it frustrates me. so. Of all the things that there are to get angry yep. at and to make a big deal about and to, like, to, to, so, to even type the, the complaint yeah. that you're seeking whatever works for you and the weight loss program, whatever it is, it's working right. for you, that that offends people.
0: In fairness, some of the criticisms oh. were, hang on, in fairness, some of the criticisms were surrounded the fact of the story that I was covering, which is that they made a totally inappropriate app for children called Kerbo. And that was the story I was covering, uh, which is one that does focus on not being healthy, but actually encouraging children. And this was as young as eight years old to lose Mm -hmm. weight, which there are already psychological study after psychological study. It's actually immense how many of these studies there are that show that if you teach kids to diet for weight loss, instead of teaching them to eat healthy for health benefits, uh, the rates of eating disorders skyrocket. So for the people who just had a problem with Weight Watchers, because they did that app, that I have no problem with, but there were other criticisms that um, i am i if a person is Wanting to uh, uh, engage in weight loss, try and make healthier decisions, and they're doing that for good reasons, not not because of, of uh, eating disorders or anything. I encourage people to be healthy, uh, but I'm not going to tell somebody like, "Hey, you look unhealthy," because you don't know just by looking at a person uh, what their what their life is, situation is, and whether or not you're even correct about that. So, did they, that's, did uh, they pull the out? I don't know yet. Did I they, haven't. I haven't actually followed up. My weekend has been so... uh, Let me see. It was called Kerbo, and let's see if it was canceled. My guess is they're not going to totally pull it, but that they probably will change it. Uh, But I'm not seeing anything that suggests it has now been pulled. Um, And, you know, Oprah should have known better.
1: That's also a, a, a parent thing, too. Like, you know, don't let your kid download an app for weight loss. Anyway, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't change. Yeah. Like it's working for you, and you're not pushing it on. You know, it's just bizarre to me. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Uh, Brooklyn says, "Thank you both for all you do for the community. Sending love from Atlanta. And if it's the Brooklyn, I think it is, and I believe it is. Uh, she's a really good person, and like can sing ridiculously good. I, I, I. Uh, yeah, she's just her voice is. She's got." She's got the voice. Um, um, she should Vandy. be on
1: the voice. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Vandy says that Jilly Juice will cure all of the ailments.
0: Good. I knew that though. Um, I mean, it won't help you if you, with your sodium intake problem, but everything else. Yeah. With its with its near lethal dose. Yeah. The gay. All right. Everything. Right, you'd think they'd have one regrown limb to point to by now. Uh, Destiny Stam, love you, Jimmy. Thank you, I love you too. Android on mute, got my letter last week. I'm officially no longer a Mormon. Hope you are proud, Sky Daddy. I am proud, and I have my own plans for resignation unless I get excommunicated. But I've been working up, trying to figure out something to uh, make it a bigger deal. And uh, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll, that'll be to come. Halo Reach 222 says, my sister works at Popeye's, and she told me they had to shut the store down for the day because people were calling in death threats. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my oh, goodness. Man. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Immortal, immortal Sirens didn't leave a message, but I thank you very much. Uh, existential Bread, I just wanted to note that you're talking about the Lone... That you talking about the loneliness you felt hits me in a very familiar place, I suspect I suffer from some kind of social anxiety, but hearing you talk about it encourages me yeah, and listen i what I went through this weekend uh, while this is something I live with all the time um, it is it i, I I, I hadn't been this low since the actual breakup. Uh, this was this was a particularly bad weekend, and granted, it actually was something that had been growing recently too. So I'm going to go to therapy. I'll get taken care of, and and you can live. You can still be happy. You can live a good life. And at some point, it's this it's this shitty thing, man. Because like, I so I can feel that I so so much crave being in a relationship and receiving affection, uh, both romantic and physical. And like, I I know I because of that I'm like even more reluctant to do it because any time you are experiencing what frankly feels at least like desperation, you are likely to make mistakes and and make decisions too quickly. And so, it's such a fucking trip. Anyway, yeah, there's just no there's no uh, there's no winning with my uh, my abandonment issues. Uh, Makita Mouse says. I want to know about how religion views disabled, chronically ill. My mom is deaf and I have someone and I've had someone offer to pray, get her hearing back, to pray to get her hearing back oh. after explaining she doesn't want it back. Uh, it really oh. depends on the religion. Mormons to some degree are fine are, are, are actually kind of nice on it, uh, specifically when it has to do with uh, intellectual disabilities. So things like um, I'm sure that they are, like, modifying it now because in the past, whenever someone would use the word autism, you only really thought of low-functioning autism, and they think that people with things like low-functioning autism and and severe... uh, uh, Basically, anybody who has uh, any sort of intellectual disability that they can't take care of themselves, that those people automatically get the highest level of heaven when they die. Um, As far as, like... Yeah, I mean, I, they, I think they often offer community and stuff, but I don't think. I mean, families already feel like they don't have enough resources when they have children with uh, disabilities, and I wouldn't say that they make up for all of them. But it, so it depends religion to religion, and I know that there are some who are pretty cold because they think that there's something ungodly about their condition.
1: Uh, I I think it preys on them in a lot of times. Like if you look yeah. at these uh, these televangelists that that do these tours and these you know these revivals and um people people who have whether it be a disability or a a sickness that um they have tried different methods to cope with it whether it be medical or you know rehabilitative but they there's a certain point where you might get desperate and religion has this really 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 smooth way of reeling and preying on that sort of desperation, because if there's that even the slightest little bit of hope, you know yeah. you're going to try it in a lot of cases. And it in a lot of situations just winds up bleeding them dry, especially with these these mega you know conferences where they do the the laying of hands and, and healing and stuff like that. so yeah,
0: yeah. that's true. I, I definitely think that uh, there are a number of people who, um, uh, yeah, there's definitely a number of religions that honestly just see people with disabilities as prime targets, and then others yeah, that just get uncomfortable being around anything that is atypical uh, and therefore will just shun or, or or disregard them and hope that they don't want to uh, participate in any w- way meaningful. Uh, Black yep. Swan says, Jimmy, what does what's your shirt say? It has a pumpkin on it, and it says grow big or... There's not a good way to show you this. Grow big or go home. Uh, It's uh, one of the pumpkin things I wear. Yep. Uh, What about growing moderately? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Lone Wolf, what's your thoughts on the argument that some Christians use that there's only two religions? I personally don't even understand it. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about, and it's more the idea that there is there's only two religions, as in whatever God wants, and then the rest is Satan, and I think it's, it. there's a lot to, like, you could call part of it a no true Scotsman fallacy, like, you're not really a theist, or you're not the right kind of theist, uh, uh, just not so necessarily as narrow as we usually use that um, fallacy's description. I don't know, there's a lot, honestly, that uh, I would say about it, but I, I don't think it's a good argument that it's not. It's not convincing anybody.
1: It's just I, actually wrong. Obviously, there are there are obviously more than two religions. I mean, that's yeah. something that is is something that you can absolutely prove. So whoever says right. it, it would be like me saying there are only uh, there are only two types of cars.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so here's here's the way religion perceives it. Let's say that um, uh, they think that there's only two types of cars, and one is a Ford, and then the rest. While they might have different names, George Soros is the one behind them all. Like that's that's uh, uh like every well, other just... kind of car. Tesla, Lexus. And so they literally believe that there's the religion with God at the head of it, and there are the religions with Satan at the head of it. So what, no matter what name or what religion it is, if Satan's the head, it's all one religion. I, sure. I okay. get their quote-unquote yeah, reasoning. It doesn't make it smart. <laughs> it's it's yeah, just another <laughs>
1: If ever you encounter those people, just smile really big and pat them on the head and tell them to have a good day.
0: It's also that's dangerous. It, it's it's actually a really dangerous thing, too, because that's we, what we know that to be is us versus them and it's uh, a bad thing to do when you are trying to dehumanize your opposition so now you leave that little fucking church service thinking like oh tom is basically a satanist uh uh it, not in the actual literal version of what Satanists actually exists that worship satan and and you you look down on other people it's yeah it's dangerous anyway Honey do you like Stranger Things? Just a fun question. It's not a fun question, and I'm going to tell you why here yes, in a moment. It. I love Stranger Things. However, now I will tell you that every time I hear Millie Bobby Brown's name or see her on the internet or something, I think of that meme from Star Wars that you were the chosen one, uh, uh, one. Because Millie Bobby Brown is, at last count anyway, If she has changed her views on this, then it would be good to hear. But there is an Instagram video of her admitting to being a flat earther. So I have a real hard time getting over that, especially when you have the amount of influence on young minds as Billy Bobby Brown does, because there are certainly, yep. Doesn't that just ruin it all for you? For
1: fuck's sake. Yep. Yep. Okay, can the alien come back and take her, please? Yeah,
0: you know what? It's time for eleven to lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, eleven to zero. Yeah, Quickly. That's... I. Um... Why did you do that? Look, you knew this, right? And yeah. you knew how devastated that you were. Why would you? Why would you? Tell yeah. this publicly, and and now I can't. I can't watch it the same, Jimmy. Not only did you. Break yeah. my heart with Telltale. Now you're ruining my my favorite shows. Just sorry. When does this abuse end? I'm sorry.
0: Caitlin Pendergraf says, "An ex-Christian lesbian here just found your channel a few days ago and have been binging it since. Love you and your opinions. Thank you so much. I'm gonna actually try and uh, push these out a little faster because I gotta get going here soon." Uh, okay. Blue Soul Jim says, "Fundies hate hipsters or stylish-looking people. Well." Pro- that Yeah, I would say so. I think they usually refer to like those people as worldly, which they think is just, in, in, their version of what that means is inherently wrong. Um, fuck fundies. <laughs> fuck fundies. Uh, hashtag fuck fundies. Saber8m, can you solve my problem with YouTube not giving me notifications until an hour after a stream starts? If I could, I friggin' would. Uh, Alright, here's what I would try, and this is more from an IT perspective, because I used to work in that world. Go unsubscribe, turn off the bell, sign out, close your browser, open your browser, maybe even clear cookies in the meantime. Sign back in, resubscribe, hit the bell. That's the best I got for you. Uh, If that doesn't do it, I don't know what will. You also use Chrome, because Chrome is way more compatible than than any other browser, so if you're not, uh, as far as with YouTube, that might help. Which I feel like dirty, because I'm mad at Google and YouTube, but I just said, use Chrome. <sighs> anyway, Rin Sully, uh, once never gonna give you a. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I, believe me. A real commitment's what I'm thinking of, except for that I'm going to probably have sex with a lot of porn stars on the side.
1: You know what? Tell, tell. this is. A, you're good, man. You We're can good. have them. <laughs>
0: Luby Nikki, much love to you both, a Bulgarian NB fan and then just because now I feel like I have to revisit it um, never gonna give you up never gonna let you down Uh,
1: you know what I I must say I actually prefer that what you just did to the original version of of that
0: oh I still, you know the best thing about the Rickroll, people like do it to, to troll people I have yet to be tired of that song I love that song see
1: i i couldn't disagree more i think that it was hilarious at first but now it's just one of those things where it's like oh here we go with the rickroll again you know like oh yeah haha ha, you got us again with the the rick astley song That's Take fantastic
0: take their power away and sing and dance along every time if we're gonna give you up oh actually he does that part during his life and if you ask me how i'm feeling anyway
1: um, Actually, for now, on, if you're going to rickroll somebody, cut that clip of Mr. Atheist doing it and... Good. Um, Fine. yeah, Do Rick it. Jimmy. Somebody.
0: Do it, you cowards! Um, Makita Mouse, sorry about the errors in my last chat. Had to edit it to make sure it fit the character limit. Forgot to change the tenses. No worries at all. Ryan Giraldi, if God is real, then I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> but I am a pumpkin, so I hope you're not, because God, well, God isn't real. Check if now we know an objective way, someone get to Ryan Giraldi, conduct a very scientific test of if they are a pumpkin. And if they are, now we know God exists. And if they're not, we know definitively that He doesn't. Big Ski um. Pioneer too. Yeah. Checkmate theists. How would you counter or challenge the concept of the Holy Spirit being a still small voice? I'm a former Christian, so I know what they were saying, but I honestly couldn't come up with one at the time. Uh, So first of all, it's a ridiculous thing that they do because they also, especially Mormons, will describe that everyone feels the Holy Spirit a different way. Additionally, multiple religions teach it. So actually, the uh, the best advice I can give you is go and watch videos on street epistemology because the specific thing that they are really, really good at teaching you to uh, th- uh, work out with people and counter is specifically faith, like really big faith things like the Holy Spirit and sort of getting an acknowledgement that while you say the Holy Spirit is a still small voice, so does Ahmed, who is Muslim and, uh, 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 and, he he also thinks that it's it's a still small voice, or so does so and so over here, or even just a different type of Christian that's totally incompatible. Um uh, uh, anyway. Um sorry, I, I'm getting distracted by one coming up. I'll answer to it. Uh uh anyway, street epistemology would be a really good approach to that. Um and there's, there's lots of videos. Anthony Magnabosco kind of has, like, the channel on it. Alice Sweet, love you and telltale. Oh, and you too, Kyle. Kenzie C. Oh, thank
1: you. That was so, so touching. I am just feeling the love here tonight. Thank and you. And
0: authentic. Kenzie C., do you think you can believe in ghosts and demons while being atheist? I've been told it doesn't make sense, and I disagree. So, I am not an atheist who believes in ghosts and demons. There are famous atheists, at least one I know of, who does believe in ghosts, but even admits to knowing that it's irrational for uh, them to believe that. But that's not even the, Mm. that's not even near the worst of that person's problems. Anyway, uh, technically, yes, you you could believe in ghosts. As long as you don't believe in God, you're still an atheist. Technically, yes. It doesn't make much sense to me. I don't believe in anything supernatural, but at present, we don't have like an A supernaturalist label. Um, So, yeah. Do you believe uh, in demons? No.
1: How do you explain Nickelback?
0: Um, three chords taken through three chords played into an aluminum foil-lined room
1: but but jimmy look at this photograph
0: look at this graph that's my favorite <laughs> meme. Yeah, that's great uh alice benyon i wanted to know if you had any advice for a fellow ex-mormon my brother just left on his mission seeing him leave felt like going to a funeral any advice on making sense of my sadness well the good news is that we we know most missionaries start to really have doubts on their missions. Uh, so d- depending on if it's timed well, you might be able to uh, get some CES letter in front of them. Um, on making sense of the sadness, I mean, you're just feeling the loss of, of somebody who's a part of your daily life being out of it for at least the next two years with I'm sure a lot of anxiety that he's going to come back a different person. I will tell you my experience having multiple brothers who went is that they come back acting like a high and mighty better person and pretty douchey really too uh, uh, for the first month or two, and then they just go back to their weirdness. Um, Blue soul Jim, when child protective services takes when child protective service take kids away from ni nifb kids i think you're asking when will the when will cps take away uh nifb kids and i don't know but i hope eventually uh Mm -hmm. ananga Drobner, what's your opinion on boris johnson probably long topic but in short mostly brexit related and lots of love cause heart cause heart just pumps the blood exactly that's all the heart does um the uh uh because oh and then it was pictures of brains instead of a heart um Uh, uh, Boris Johnson is quite intelligent and a total buffoon. He is a bad person and is the only difference... so people call him Britain's Trump that's not true because he's much much smarter however he clearly uh, tries to put on an air of not understanding anything going on and has even admitted to that. Uh, There's a really good there's, there's a really good episode about Boris Johnson first of all on my other channel Jimmy Snow What Do You Know uh, there's a little bit of Boris. I, there's there's going to be a lot more to come, but also John Oliver covered him and it was uh, excellent. Mike Mick, I'm doing keto and love it. Feeling 100. That's good. I uh, don't know much about keto. Um, That's what I did. Yeah, I, my understanding is it's not something you want to do. It's not a lifestyle diet and you don't change your life to always be keto because doing it too long would be bad, but that for short, I think it's months at a time that it's it, it's good for rapid weight loss.
1: I did it in conjunction with the, the paleo diet. So um, oh. that's, uh, that's how i lost a
0: bunch of weight. Yeah. It's up, uh, I... Slanderson spanks kids for listening to pop music. Uh, he also encourages a lot worse than that. Uh, Dylan Fuller, do you play that Minecraft? TBH, it's so fun. Only on creative mode. I like to build things. Like I built a replica of um, the Planet Express. Uh, Planet Express. <sighs> The stuff. Uh, Ira Faye, thank you. Just another Exmo. At my grandma's funeral recently, beside the casket is my mother and one uncle. I hug him and he loudly says, the church is true. Awkward. Yes, it's a very inappropriate. It's not just awkward, it's offensive. Do not use that emotional state that people are in to proselytize and try and force it down their throat. And unfortunately, that has become a religious instinct, and it is a disgusting, but also emotionally abusive thing to do. The, he may as well have punched you in the face. In fact, I would say that has the potential to do less damage, depending on how hard he can punch. Mm. Ethan Schwartz, I'm a very physically affectionate person, and I just got out of a relationship with an aromantic person who isn't very fond of physical affection and a much happier, although I miss her high libido. Yeah, I, I've, I've been in similar situations uh, to you. Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It, it, this is the kind of stuff that I... It, as long as everybody's respectful and, and such, I think it is good to know what where and what how you align with a person and if you're compatible. Ira Fay, your channel and content has helped me to find my true religious beliefs. You've also taught me things about the GRSM community that I didn't even know I'm a part of. Thank you so much. I'm glad that I'm glad to be a resource for you. Uh, Blue Soul Jim, NAFP kids are robots or puppets. They they are creepy too when you see them like singing and participating in church. Honey Mint, I believe Millie Bobby Brown was joking when she said that. Show saved. She was only 11 when she said that. It must suck to grow up in the public eye. I think if you watch it she actually stops herself from doing it, saying she's worried about being banned from Instagram, but she starts off as like, did you know? And it, see, she appears to be about to go off on one of the rants about like, we've never been past this, or we've, we, you know, this, the, the, the conspiracy stuff that they always like to. She seemed like she was going on a conspiracy, conspiracy theory rant, and the fact <sharp inhale> of the matter is, the moment enough people are like, holy shit, Millie, you actually believe this? And you're that much on social media, you, in my opinion, you would release a clear statement that it was a joke. Uh, she's, got,
1: she's got to be trolling. She's got to be trolling. Because, I mean, she's obviously, you know, when um, she's been in that other dimension, so she's probably seen the Earth, you know, with the alien, like, transporting in between dimensions. So she's got to know that that's yep. hogwash.
0: Leven make an impression of Trump throwing a tantrum over not being allowed to buy Greenland (laughs) listen I have solved every problem in my life with money and I insist that we're gonna be able to make this deal because when I want to feel more comfortable in the bathroom I buy a golden toilet When I wanna feel more comfortable in my living room, I buy a golden chair. And when I wanna feel more comfortable in my bedroom, I bought my golden wife. That's, there's the impression for you. Thank you. Uh, uh, (laughs) And then, let's see. Caitlin and y'all got to stop super chatting because I really do need to go here. Uh, Caitlin says, my dad is a Trump conservative and I'm kind of liberal. He has said liberals can't own guns. How do I handle political disagreements with him?" First of all, I would recommend going and getting well-educated on the whole political spectrum so you have a very good idea of what the term liberal versus conservative, what all these words mean. And then ask your dad what they mean. Because if he's going to literally say liberals can't own guns, he's never been to Colorado. Cause we're all fucking packing, man. Uh, uh, I own guns. I, I wish I didn't, but I don't feel comfortable in a, in, a, in a country full of guns. At some point, I expect to be involved. At this point, it, it's not even unreasonable. It feels like reasonable to expect that at some point in your lifetime, in some way, you will be exposed to a gun in an antagonistic way. And if that happens, and I'm at least at home, uh, you know, I I want a chance to blow their face off. Uh, but it, I mean, so just ask. What about being a liberal prohibits you from owning guns? Because while many liberals are anti-gun, I don't even know for a fact that it's most liberals that would be full pro disarmament. Uh, and frankly, I don't own the types of guns that I think should be banned outright tomorrow. Uh, and things like I don't I don't have a hundred. Uh, round drum and I don't have, which was what uh, they're working on banning right now potentially and was used in the um, Ohio shooting. And I don't have uh, uh, any sort of, mm, I have a semi-automatic pistol, but I I don't have like a a modified uh, assault rifle or anything. Um, Anyway, but my main main home defense uh, weapon is a shotgun because that is the easiest way to kill somebody in your house. You definitely don't need an assault rifle, uh, but you will ruin the wall next to the guy you kill. Hanaleven, uh, no, we already did that one. Caitlin, we did that one. Blue Soul Jim, sorry, I meant take kids from NIFB parents. Again, I yeah, it. I hope it. At some point, there has to be consequences because that cult is not just dangerous; children are being abused in it. All right, thank you all very much. Do you
1: have oh, to. Wait, any- I have to. Uh, two more okay.
0: real quick. Go on then, Kyle. Sorry.
1: Um, sorry, I was uh woefully unprepared. Okay. Um last second super chat. What's up, Heathens, from uh Ian Roderick, and he also says, Let the Holy Spirit come and fill you to the brim. Well, that's just naughty sounding. <laughs>
0: I like it a lot, and here's my last-minute one. Gedry says, "Hope this goes through. Might be my last chance to give some tangible support to both of you." Kyle loved the non-sick album. Thank you, Gedry, and uh, uh, it, never feel obligated if you need to take time away from uh, supporting in that way. Just keep watching the shows, and remember, a great way to help a channel out is when you finish watching an episode, go watch another. Especially if Absolutely. you see it in your like suggested next to it, click it so that it's more likely to autoplay it for the next person and Absolutely. watch it all yeah
1: cool we good um no you're uh, this is my last show and you're taking you're, you're going in a new direction with telltale so um
0: I did not make that decision I'm fucking
1: until.
0: out of here my mission out here. I'm out Good night, everybody I don't have a good uh I'm just gonna fade to black who Love can it. say where the moon goes it feels like the sad music that you York on time You mean brain? And we are out in three, two, one... (sighs)